Welcome to In the Dark, everybody. It is Monday, the 27th of September, 2021. I had an extremely very, very busy weekend since Friday um, with my kids, my oldest son, a bunch of my grandkids, almost all of my grandkids. Um, there's five of them. Four of them I was I, I saw over the weekend. Two of them stayed with me um, all weekend with my daughter and was, you know, doing some stuff with my oldest son and talking to the other ones. Um, it was just a very busy weekend. My significant other took off for a week of work and I planned to work and I didn't. I ended up taking off with him, which is kind of a joke for us because every time he he takes off for a week. I end up taking off for a week too. <laughs> I don't mean to do it. It just, it's like, you know, you know, you can get all this stuff done together or you just, just have things you, you just, that come up, you know, things you want to do as a family or together or whatever. But it, it was just, it was a really, really nice, productive week. It, everything went well. Everybody, you know, got along really well. It was just a really good, good time. Um, the kids were just on just fabulous. I just love them. Cute as buttons. I just can't even stand it. My one, the one that you guys, I don't know if you remember, there was an episode on here where Blair, who is next to the youngest of my granddaughters, um, grandchildren in general, she was babbling and she's not babbling so much anymore. She's, she's now talking more and, but she's very prissy and fussy. And every time she would get really fussy I would come in and play the piano and she would come in with me. I wouldn't even tell her I was doing this. She would come in and sit on the bed. I have my piano in my bedroom and she would sit there and she would just listen to me. And it was really cute. It was really cool because it was a really calming way to calm her down. It was, it really worked really well. <laughs> and then she started calling it the, the N-O and she would come over and play herself and tell me how neat it was. But it was just really cool and I just thought maybe I should start teaching her the piano this young. Um, but I really loved it. It was really neat. And I've just come so far on the piano. I really love it. I play it almost every day. <clears throat> so I really love it. But um, I don't know. This podcast is, is a little unique to me because I haven't done one like this in a while where I just kind of talk. Um, there's really no rhyme or reason for the podcast. Just some stuff to talk about. And... Um, I wanted to tell you guys some things. I had something interesting. My oldest grandchild is autistic, and his mother is a firm believer in immunizations that had that they had injured him. And all we know is, you know, we took a child in one day that was completely normal. He lived with me, and we brought him home, and he basically was, you know, injured from vaccinations. He wasn't so normal after his shots. So we're not sure what happened there, but um, we're trying to get him on a program. There's a doctor, Dr. Julie Lockman, and she's in, I, I believe, she's in the Scranton area of Pennsylvania. She works with a lot of kids that have been um, injured from vaccinations or just, you know, the parents believe they just were born with autism. And she works with these children and she gets them. She, you can never cure autism. But what she does is makes it so 
what happens is what she believes is the brain swells and it causes um it's it's a reaction to the brain swelling and that's what indirectly causes the mm -hmm. you know the actions of of autism and just the the symptoms of it so she works with these kids these kids are having phenomenal results because of what she's doing i'm talking phenomenal like they're not even autistic anymore and the children the people that are, the kids that are like nonverbal start to speak completely clearly they act like they're normal kids that's all we know you know i can't say yes or no one way or another i don't want to start a battle you know between people that believe in in immunizations that cause autism and ones that don't i only know our experience with it and i know that julie does wonders working with kids that have autism and she helps them to recover from the symptoms of autism where they can live fairly normal lives she detoxes them gets them off gluten um gets them off certain things um and does some like herbal supplements stuff like that and she she helps them so it's really cool so if you guys ever have or know of anybody or if you yourself have a child that has autism check her out get in touch with her it's not cheap you know i would say probably starting starting range is about you're looking at probably five hundred dollars for the first visit that includes all the supplements and then after that maybe 120 a month something like that until you know you get the child to basically you know be healed as much as you can and then just watch what they eat it, it, it's a lot of its diet so it's just something to to throw out there for you guys um you know you got to understand people have opinions because of things they've experienced in life okay so if somebody has a child that's they take them to the doctor and this child's 100% normal and they come home with a sick kid that all of a sudden is autistic they're going to believe the, that the vaccinations did this um and then you have people that you know have never had a problem so they firmly believe that the vaccinations are a protection it's really hard to make judgment calls with this stuff it's it's hard to get into battles with people over it because life is about your experiences it's about what you know and what you've witnessed yourself and that's what causes us mo so many times to have and form our opinions you know so you have to be patient with each other you know we, we need to really be a little more understanding about stuff and listen to one another you know if somebody tells you something happened to them that's bad you know try to listen a little bit and understand where they're coming from it doesn't mean you have to agree with them but try to understand where they're coming from and that's going to help a lot when you're dealing with people that have different opinions, you know, other than your own. So Levi came over over the weekend. He was here. Uh, they came Friday night. And Sunday morning we woke up. We have smoke detectors around our house. None of them have ever gone off other than the occasional, you know, maybe you burn or start to burn something. I don't usually burn food. I'm not taking credit for that one because I don't typically burn food. I'm actually a really good cook. Um, but sometimes you might have something that's, you know, letting off too much steam or whatever, and one might go off, but we haven't had one go off in ages. And my grandson, our family has a lot of, um, abilities. Like we've got a lot of psychic stuff that goes on with all of us. Um, 
dreams, visions, things that tell us things. Um, one of my sons, we believe, sees into different dimensions very clearly. <laughs> Some really crazy stuff. Um, and Levi, this really was crazy to us because it really made us stop and think. He was upstairs laying with his opa, which is what he calls his grandfather, which is Matt, who's been on here. And he, all of a sudden, he doesn't talk much. Levi doesn't talk a lot. He's he's pretty much nonverbal with, you know, a lot of weird sounds he makes. And every now and then he'll come out with a word. And he started saying, fire, fire, fire. And we've never heard Levi say this. And so we were like, wow, okay, that's cool. And so about an hour later, the smoke detector went off <laughs> and there was nothing causing it other than my son was showering. He had gotten out of the shower, but he's showered lots of times. So it's never gone off on him before. And it just, it really kind of made us stop and think that's really wild. You know, that Levi has never said fire before and he says fire and all of a sudden our smoke detector goes off loud and clear and it just kept going off until we stopped it so it's pretty wild you know and he, it was like okay did he make this go off by saying that or did he did he feel that something was going to go off or like what's going on it was really really bizarre so we checked the house everything was okay there wasn't hardly any steam coming out of the bathroom we really didn't understand what happened there we put it back on and nothing's happened since so it, this stuff is really pretty, you know, gets kind of like, okay, there's coincidences. And then there's just stuff that's like, okay, that just is a little weird. The same thing happened to me today. I was out. I hadn't worked in a week and I went out. Tristan, my son and I went out and I drive a really big, bright yellow bus. It's really bright yellow. It's really cool yellow, like really clean and like a, just a neat color yellow. And uh, I love yellow. For some reason, over the past few years, I've started to really love yellow. And I don't know why. I always loved green. That was always my favorite color. And lately, I love yellow. And I so I have this... I was going to get out of the ice cream truck business. And I sold all my trucks. I had seven all together. And I sold them all one by one. And just when I had them all sold, I saw this big, bright yellow... It used to be um, a party bus, basically. It's got strobe lights inside that are all different colors, and it's a really cool bus. <laughs> like, people love this bus. They they walk up to it, and they're, like, just in a maze. It's, it's just cool. It's a really clean, cool ice cream truck. And uh, I saw this thing online, and I was like, oh, my God, I have to have this. It's bright yellow, and I just set a thing for yellow, and I was like, what is going on with me with this color? So I went out tonight. We forced I forced myself to go to work and I didn't want to go. And we had like two hours left to work. And I was like, oh my God, I don't want to do this today. I just want to take off again. And I had to really talk, you know, really motivate me and Tristan to get out. So we went and I, one of my first customers, she was one of, you know, in the group of like some of the first people I, I waited on. She's one that comes up to the truck a lot and I love her dearly. Their family's great. And they really love God. You can tell that they love God. And they talk about him. And I love that. So she came up to me and we were talking. And she was telling me her credit card was kind of messy. It was like burned on the edges. And she started to tell me this story about her credit card. You know how 
her her mother and I didn't know they were like that devout with Christianity. I I didn't realize, you know, how much so until she made comment that her mom had said she was on the phone trying to get a business going and the credit card caught fire somehow from like a candle or something. I'm not sure how it was, but something caught on fire. I believe it was a candle, which I burn candles all the time. And uh, her mother made a comment that the enemy was trying to stop her and that that meant she was supposed to push forward even more. And I loved that because that's my attitude. I always know when I feel something's trying to drag me down, that's when you want to even persevere, even like, you know, you have that, that, push to put you know to pull push through even more because you know something's attacking you and I thought that was so cool she said that so we started talking and uh I was listening to her and I said you know I said I do a podcast and you should listen to it since you're spiritual and she just about flipped out she was like I can't believe you just said this to me she's like my mother told me today that something some blessing was coming today that she could feel it she said she was having this dream that God showed her a yellow hat, this big yellow hat, and that he was to put it on and it was going to like help her in her, you know, goal, I guess, in life because she wanted to start this podcast. And I believe the podcast has to do with God. I'm not sure. I didn't really ask her what the podcast was about, but she was like, can you help me like with this podcast? And I was like, of course I can, you know, and she was like, I'll pay you. And I was like, I don't want your money. You know, I don't do this for money guys. I don't, I don't, you know, that's a perk. You know, when you, when you get people that what it does, I mean, this is my attitude. I don't know if everybody feels like this, but the reason I podcast is to get the truth out to you and to show you how to protect yourself. If something goes down, you know, something happens with spirits or demons or even Bigfoot or Dogmen, we have to know how to protect ourselves. That's why I do this. Okay, it's because God called me to do this. It's not about the fame. It's not about the money. That's a perk. That's great. That, that shows you that people are listening and that they are supporting you and that they're hungry for more. They're hungry for what you have to say. And that gives you a boost. It really does. It really boosts you. Because there's days, you know, I can't tell you how many days every podcaster in the world has where they feel like quitting or giving up or maybe, you know, maybe not, you know, Joe Rogan or people that have made it. But I'm sure in the beginning he felt that, you know, when you start out and you're doing it not even for a year and it's not doing as well as you want it to do or, you know, you're waiting for your numbers to come up to show that people are listening and, and stuff like that and it, you know. You feel like you're you're gonna you just you have days where you feel like well maybe it, you know what I'm doing isn't that important or maybe it's you know mediocre and you've got people that comment that that give you that you'll get all kinds of people that that don't like you of course you're gonna have people that don't like your podcast we're not all the same you know we don't all like the same color the same kind of car the same guy the same girl the same music we're all different you're gonna get people that listen to your podcast that hate it that give it a thumbs down or give horrible comments or, you know, then there's the government agents that step in that try to, you know, detract people from liking you or try to cast doubt or undermine what you're doing. You've got bots, you know, you've got all kinds of stuff going on out there, but you can't expect everybody to fall in love with your podcast and that's okay. 
You have to understand that that's okay. It's okay that people don't like you. They can move on to somebody until they find somebody that they do like. Or there's just people that like to spread hate and they it, they just get kicks out of it. You know, but there's a lot of reasons that you're going to get that. And you have to understand that comes with the territory. Because there's so many people out there that like you and support you and send you wonderful, you know, emails and messages and, you know, texts and all kinds of stuff. I mean, I get wonderful letters from really neat people and it's so encouraging. I can't thank you guys enough for the people that support, you know, what I do and my channel and, you know, for the, the emails that you send me, tell, you know, encouraging me and telling me you like it. I mean, it means the world to me when you do that, you know, sending me your stories, stories of things that you know of or other people that have had encounters, any of that stuff. I love that stuff. So she was, I was telling her, you know, that I would love to help her start her podcast and help her, you know, get started and, and teach her how to do all this stuff, how to get it on YouTube and all that stuff. And she just couldn't get over it. And what I couldn't get over was the yellow hat. <laughs> I was like, okay, so you're telling me that you were dreaming that a yellow hat was appearing in your dream and that you were supposed to, you know, put this on and that this yellow hat was going to help you and, you know, get you like moved forward. And I was like, first of all, she told me that the color yellow represents God. So I couldn't figure out where my love for yellow came from until now. Now I understand that the closer I was getting to God, mm -hmm. the more in love with the color yellow I was becoming. Um, bright yellow, like a real bright, pretty, you know, just a real pretty bright yellow. That's what I love. And, um, she was telling me about this yellow hat that was going to come into her life. And I'm like, I'm sitting here in a bright yellow ice cream truck. And you're telling me you need my help to help you get started with potentially a Christian podcast. I was like, this is really crazy. You know, so it was really cool. And I really thought, wow, this is really how God works. Like he connects people. You know, a lot of times he connects Christians together. Or he sends you into other people's lives to connect you to help them. And I told Tristan when we were pulling away today, I told her, I gave her my, my Gmail address and I told her to contact me. And I said, you know, I might've been motivated to go to work today just to connect to that one person. It might've had nothing to do with money, you know, or earning a living today or, you know, going out and doing our route. I said, it might've just been for her. That might've been the only reason I was to go to work today. So it was amazing, guys. And it's just stuff like that that really touch your heart. It touches your heart and it just leaves you with a feeling of wow. You know, just the stuff that happens that opens you up to just God and, and what he's doing is, is just incredible. So I wanted to tell you about that. Um, David Pilates today, last night he had done a, an episode and here, I know I'm always talking about David. I love David. Absolutely adore him. Um, adore his work. Um, adore him as a person. He's just hes just a good guy, you can tell. He puts a lot of effort and time into his channel. Please check out his channel, guys. Please, you know, support him 100%. He needs it. And you need it. Everybody needs to know what David has to say. So he came on and he was talking about this story about a guy that 
um, wrote into him, and he had never heard of this before, <clears throat> where the guy said he used to drive, and he'd be out, like, say he was driving on one of the highways through the desert, and he would look over, and he would see a car, and the guy would smile at him, and as he was driving away, he would watch the guy's face melt away. And he just asked, he said, you know, have you ever heard of anything like this before, you know? And David was like, I honestly can say that I have never heard of anything like this, you know? Never heard of anybody having, like, their face melt away or anything. No encounters like this ever. And I just thought it was fascinating, and I thought, you know, I'd reach out to you guys if anybody has any stories of this where they've had encounters like that, please, you know, send me a message, an email to in the dark 2021 at gmail.com. It would be really wild to hear some stories. And during the course of this, he was um, talking, there was a guy that said his dad used to come on like, and, or, and I'm sorry, not come on. He, he would tell him he would have these encounters like this where he would see people and he said that their face would be like, it, there, there would be no face there. There was nothing. Or, and there was even a guy that he worked with that his face was just like black. It was like, it almost looked like it was burned through. And he said that, um, after this happened, um, the people would be dead, like within like a week or days, you know, whatever. And he didn't understand what was going on. He had no understanding with why he would just almost like be, it was almost like a way of predicting death. And some of the people when they were talking about how they were skipping, like they thought that these people might be skipping timelines um, slipping through realities, you know, parallel universes, stuff like that, you know, where you're seeing these people and, you know, the dad would see faces melt away, or he said he would also have encounters with while he was driving, he would be driving and, and he would look back after seeing a car that passed him and he would look back at his rear, rear view mirror and the car would just have disappeared completely into thin air. And he didn't know whatever happened to the people because he didn't know the people even existed. And after he said, you know, a time later when it started happening where people would die, that he would see like this, um, he thought maybe he was predicting death. And this happened to somebody else too. They were talking about it on the comments. And I just thought it was really fascinating. Because I've actually predicted death. I've had... Um, Mine's been different things. I've, I've been told, I've heard voices tell me that somebody's going to die. That's, that's the most common thing that I get. When my sister died, I felt vibration in my center, in my core, which is actually where I believe my soul feels like it's located. Um, I really have always believed the soul is in the brain. But when I felt this vibration in my core, it was right below my heart. I I kind of grasped that that was, I think, where something is there for me. Some center is, I'm centered there somehow. Because when Robin 
was telling me to do the healing where you imagine a light in your in your heart she imagines the light in her heart and then it gets bigger and bigger and bigger and you keep letting the light grow and grow and grow until it goes out of you and it starts to bubble like encompass or bubble people that you're also trying to heal or protect into this light so you envision these people and you envision this light or this bubble of light covering these people and she said hers was coming from her heart so then when I started to do it mine was in the same spot that I felt the feeling a vibration when I was feeling that my sister was going to, something was wrong with my sister. I didn't know she was going to die, um, but I knew something was going to happen. And, and so this is just stuff that, you know, it fascinates me. But if you guys know of any incidences like this, please um, send me your, your encounters or stories with this <clears throat> along these lines. Hang one second, guys. I have to get a drink here. Give me a second. And I'm drinking very hot tea. It's ouchy sometimes. <laughs> I keep burning myself. That's why I said that. Um, Matt and I were watching this thing over the weekend. <sighs> There's a guy that's on... He, he actually gets on YouTube. And he gets in touch with people. And he can message people like on TikTok. On YouTube. And he says he's trapped in the year 2027. And I'm bringing this up because of what we were talking about with these parallel universes slipping through realities, you know, slipping through, skipping timelines, stuff like that. And we talk a lot about these missing people, these disappearances and these portals and wormholes and things happening to people right now. And I think, I think the majority of what's going on right now is portals. I believe that portals are either opening up, they're already opened, or they're um, being opened by entities, or maybe all of the above. I think we have a portal problem, guys. Hey guys, I'm going to take a short break here, and I will be back pretty quickly to continue discussing the portals and the video that Matt and I watched. Be right back. Okay, so as I was saying these this video that Matt and I watched it dealt with and this I mean there's people on there that are debunking this and they're saying it's fake but as you're watching this video you really wonder if this is really fake you know that there is a potent there's a possibility that it could be real and I always try to keep my mind open I know a lot of the stuff that we that you know gets put put up on YouTube is fake. I know that it's edited, it's it's put on filters and such, you know, there's things that go on that people do to, I don't know if it's just to gain views or whatever the reasons are that people do these crazy things. But this one had to do with this guy that is locked in the year 2027. And he went around and he showed everybody, you know, airports and um, subway stations and uh, where they play, you know, the football games, like stadiums and I mean, everything he was doing all kinds of stuff and people were messaging him saying, you know, you are just, you know, you're doing this in the morning because he would have his phone and he would, he would have it up to the clock and 
it would show the time and it was early in the morning and then other times he would show the time and it was late at night and he was showing people. He was on the freeway. There was not one car on the freeway. There wasn't anybody, not one soul around. And he said he woke up in the hospital and he was in the year 2027. That's all he knows. He has no idea how he got there. And he looked through his paperwork, even old paperwork. He even went as far as to put something and he, he could still get on TikTok and YouTube like there was still electricity and everything was still running. It was like he was stuck in some kind of a – what I felt was that if it were real, he was stuck in some kind of a, a portal. You know, like it, like it wasn't that there weren't people around. It was that he was in a place that potentially demons or, you know, dark forces of whatever – group they're involved in um made it so it looked like it was part of his world or you know where he came from just to trick him but I mean you don't know like like I said it, it, these these videos are fun to watch and you know most of the time you're just like okay this you know we I mean you don't really doubt it you'd I think people like me have of more of an open mind where we give things the benefit of the doubt more until it's proven that it's fake. I'm I'm more of a person like that where I'll, I'll look at something and I'll say, I'll, I'll, you know, not believe it, but I'll give it a chance until I can tell, you know, that it's, it's not right. But it was a pretty crazy video. That's all I have to say. And like I said, it could be completely wrong. It could be completely, you know, edited and, filtered and everything else and and just completely fake but it's it's um it's pretty good i mean whatever this guy did i don't know what filter he used because i've never heard of one that does quite what this one's done but there's always a chance that you know it's it's fake like i said but it's it's pretty wild i mean you have to see it if you guys get a chance check it out it's on youtube and it's, you know, the guy that's stuck in the year, just look up the guy that's stuck, that is stuck in the year 2027 and it it should pull up. If you can't find it, message me and I will, I'll send you the link to it. So that's what Matt, Matt and I did a lot. We were just watching some stuff and, and I was just kind of, he was more coming to me about it and I was kind of like, you know, okay, I'll watch it and see what I think, you know, but he was, I mean, Matt was kind of more convinced than I was, but you know, we still like we know that, you know, there's so much stuff out there, but it's still I mean, you guys got to see this. It's it's pretty wild to me. I mean, it's it's just like something that it really makes you think, you know, so check it out if you get a chance. You know, there's been some really strange cases with this. There was a case where a mother and her son were driving. They were on a vacation trip and they were driving through this town at night and they said that they drove through this town and everything got really weird and I talked about this on another one of my episodes they said everything changed it looked like they walked into a a Stephen King novel you know a story of his or Hobbs End or something where it was really freaky or like he they they basically walked into Sleepy Hollow or something it was it or drove in not walked in and everything was very creepy very dark very black it looked like there was no signs of life. It was really freaky. And they said they actually backed the car up and got out of there, which was the smartest thing you could do. All I know is if I was in the woods and I stepped through something, 
and I was confused, I would be backing out and trying to get back out the way I came. I would not continue to keep walking, you know, or walk in circles or something and get lost. There's no way. If you ever get in that situation, find the way you came and get back out if you can. Because even some of these uh, people that end up, the missing 411 people, but they end up dead. They find their bodies and it looks like they've fallen over a cliff or they're found at like the base of a cliff or something. I almost wonder if they've walked through a portal and then when they walked back out, like they came out of the other end of the portal or another portal to get back into our world and wherever that portal came out, it was like over a cliff or over a mountain and they fell and died because of where they came out of. And it could be a trick. It could be a demonic trip trick, something that, you know, the devil set up. It could be something that, like Robin talks about the Draco and AI and the Cabal, which is separate from the demons, which is the underworld. It could be something they're doing, like the ETs and such. Like It's, it's like some kind of a, a thing that they do to to trick us or, you know, just to have some fun or get some kicks or maybe just want, you know, they want to kill us. Or whatever. I don't know. I don't know what it is. Um, the other thing David had talked about was granite. He was talking about how in these boulder fields, like a lot of these... Hang on, i got to get a drink, guys. Hang on. I should have gum in my mouth when I do this. My mouth gets really dry. Um, he said that boulder fields are really really, really prevalent for missing cases. That that's where people that go, there's so many cases where people are missing in boulder fields, literal fields of granite rock or boulders made out of, you know, it could be whatever rock, whatever composition it's made out of, but many are made out of granite, granite fields, you know, boulders that are made out of granite, granite that's underground that you don't know about. Just so many cases of people that are missing. And they believe that this could put, could potentially be um, a way that they're using this material, I guess, or whatever you would call it, to open up portals. That it, it's it's part of the whole process of you know getting these portals to open up because it's you know this granite has properties to it that you know can conduct something, and they're always found around water too. So between the water and the granite. Um, there's a potential that it could, you know, be what's needed in order to open up these portals. The, the comment that I made to David was, I find it really odd that they're constantly pushing for human beings to redo their kitchen cupboards or their cabinets, I'm, I'm sorry, the countertops in granite. You know, granite kitchens, granite flooring, granite bathtubs. Huh, you take a bath in a granite bathtub filled with water. Isn't that odd? And it's a very hard material, supposedly, from what I've heard, to work with. Why would they do this? It really makes you think, doesn't it? The granite countertops. That's what it started with. And they're always bragging that up. Oh, this is what you want, these beautiful granite 
countertops in your home. Why would that be? Possibly so they can hear what we're saying easier. Portals can be opened up even that we don't know about. So they can listen. So they can come through. And we have water sources right in our home. It's just something to think about. I know if we ever redo our kitchen, I don't think I'm going to be using granite for anything. And there was another story that um, Matt and I had run across on YouTube that showed this demon. It was like this angelic demon almost. It looked like a, it was this being that was climbing up a building over in Italy. I thought it was Spain, but it was Italy. And um, it was just, it was climbing up a building and it had these gigantic wings and it went up and it sat on top of this cross and people were around and they were filming it and they were kind of confused. And, you know, of course you see people on there debunking it, but I was watching this and I was thinking to myself, you know, even if this was fake, this is wild because this is what's really going on. You know, you see this and it, it just blows your mind and then it flies off and, you know, of course, the first thing people do is they get on and say, oh, it's fake. You know, they try to debunk it. And then you have other people that, you know, could potentially believe that it could be real. And no one really knows, you know, unless the person comes out or somebody has proof or they know that it's it's not, you know, fake. But if you keep an open mind about it and you look at it and you think, my God, you know, what if that was real? Or you think this is real. You know, that this is the stuff that's going on that we don't see in the invisible spiritual realm. And that's what kind of made me think about these videos because I was like, you know, I, you look at them and you doubt them, but then you realize that this stuff's really happening. Somewhere in the world, people are traveling through portals, people are time traveling you know, there are demons that are climbing buildings and sitting on roofs, you know, and flying away, you know, so whether it's real or fake on a YouTube video, it's real in our life. You know, portals are opening up and people are disappearing and people are being abducted by aliens and people are having sightings of Bigfoot and dogmen and all kinds of other entities. <laughs> and it's pretty wild stuff. So it's a lot to think about. I don't know about you guys, but I just don't have the warm and fuzzies anymore. <clears throat> just so much going on. Just too much. There's just too much going on. It's getting to the point with these entities, the way they're coming out. There's so many sightings now. So many things are going on in broad daylight. So many things are happening in town, in towns, in cities. They're not in the country only anymore. They're not limited there. They're not limited to just the forest. It's going on in the deserts, forest, towns, cities, people's houses, parks. They're doing things right in broad daylight. More and more and more these entities are coming out. The Bible, what it states about this is that the end times, these creatures would be coming out more and more. It's happening. It's truly happening. And these entities don't care anymore. They don't care if they're seen 
they could care less. These these sightings with, with extraterrestrials, with UFOs, they're happening more and more and more. Right in the middle, I mean, right in the middle of the day. Even, even like right in front of our, our Army, our Navy, the Marines, the Air Force, they've all had sightings of this while they're doing practice, like tactical practices and stuff like that. They don't even care. These entities don't care. This is biblical. It's some crazy stuff. So, I wanted to read you a story before I went tonight. I just wanted to talk a little bit. Also, I'm kind of excited. Um, Robin's coming on Tuesday, or I'm sorry, Robin's coming on Friday again. I'm going to have her on a lot. She has a lot to talk about, a lot to teach us, a lot to say. So I'm hoping she's going to be a regular. And Brett, I'm going to try to get on on Tuesday of next week. And like I said, Chandler, still, I'm, I'm still trying to get her. She's been working so much. Um, give me one second here, guys. I want to get, this is, uh, Rico sent me a story. It was actually several stories. And while he was sending me these stories, um, his, the, the way he writes is I have, I didn't edit this. So bear with me. I might, you know, I'm going to read this as he wrote it. I'll try to correct it. If there's any mistakes in the email, um, before I get to it, but if I don't, just, just bear with me, okay? Okay, so he writes, this is from Rico, he says, Hey, sorry, it's been a while, I wrote to you, I've been laid up, just had ankle surgery, so I want to share with you my archangel and angel encounter I had, as I told you, what happened to me when I was 18, 19, 19-ish, what I did to myself. This was in one of my other podcasts, um, I had read one of his encounters he had with archangels. So if you missed that one, guys, go back. I also want to tell you guys, I, I want to mention this to you. I meant to, I was going to leave a note for you guys the other day, just a little quick um, message in, in a podcast to tell you, go back and look at, at go back and um, listen to the old podcast. I'm noticing I'm gaining more and more listeners all the time and my numbers have I mean I'm, I'm it's my podcast is doing really well I told you that Spotify told me I was one of their top performers and I felt really good about that um and they said I was really high up there like for under government I have this listed under government um I kind of move it around a little bit as I said before um but a lot of times I stay in government because this really has to do with the government um so, and what's happening is I'm, I'm noticing that all my new viewers are watching all my newer stuff, like wherever they started out at with me, they'll watch, you know, from there and then anything new I put on, but they haven't gone back in to see the older, um, episodes because they haven't gained the number of views that the newer stuff has. So you can tell there's a lot of podcast episodes in there that people haven't heard. So please guys go back. There's like, I think I've got like what, 47 episodes up now. Please go back and get all of them. Even if you don't like the title of something, um, if the title sounds boring to you or something you're not interested in, 
we have to, we're, we're limited on what we can put in the title. Like we can't, you know, if we have a 45 minute podcast episode, we can't put everything in that episode in the title. Okay. We have to list just a few things, a couple sentences in there to kind of generalize what the podcast is about. But there's a lot of stuff in each podcast that you're missing. Stories of my own, probably the first, I don't know, maybe 10 to 12 podcasts of my own um, are, are of my own stories, my own encounters of things that I had happened, um, things my family's had happened. It's really good stuff. It's interesting. So please, if you guys would, go back and listen to all the episodes. Start from one up to, you know, the very last one. Don't miss any of it because there's some important stuff in there because a lot of times I'll refer back to something in a later podcast, you know, or a newer podcast. I'll refer to something from a, from a, you know, an earlier one that I did. So you have to kind of know what I'm talking about and you're going to miss a lot. There's a lot of cool stories, a lot of things I've had like that have happened to me and my family that you don't want to miss. So please, please go back and catch all the episodes. Um, okay. So he, so, um, Rico told me a story. He told us a story about his encounter with the Archangel Michael and Archangels. And that was in one of my earlier podcasts. Um, he said, one day I was walking to work. I saw this guy kind of come out of nowhere. I never saw him in that area. I walked to work every day. He had golden slick skin, bronze kind of. I looked at him. He was going through the trash. I spoke to him. Didn't remember what I said, but he looked at me and he had the most peaceful look I had seen on a homeless dude in my life. He was in shorts, no shirt, no socks, no shoes, had slick backed hair, slicked back hair. He was glistening in a way I didn't think anything in the world ever glistened like that. It was amazing because his skin was so bronzy and he was so glistening and he looked so peaceful. But I didn't think much of it really, but I just tried to dismiss it. He didn't speak to me, he just nodded but in a way that I understood him. I remember saying, Here, man, you don't need to be going through the trash to get something to eat. I got in my pocket some money. I'll give it to you. So he gave him the money, or so I gave him the money, whatever I had. I don't remember how much it was. I don't remember how much it was. <clears throat> but he reached out with both hands, looked at me dead in my eyes, nodded his head, smiled and started to walk away so I did too I said have a good day man and keep and I kept walking shortly after I looked back to get one more glimpse of him and he was nowhere to be seen and there was no way he could have been gone that quickly I was on a very long street um, no one was around it seemed like everything was still how can someone just vanish like that Years later, I ended up somewhere, which I'll tell you that story, too. I met this guy. We became close friends. I told him that story. He's like, sounds like an angel was testing your humanity after what you've been through. They have been keeping a very close eye on you. I was like, you think so? He said, yeah. And it does. To me, it sounds like an angel was testing him, too. If... If something was acting like that, that's that that was like 
the saying that is in the Bible about, you know, like you never know who you're going to be helping in a sense. Like, it, I don't know how it's worded, but, you know, basically saying you should help any, everybody because sometimes you may, you could be entertaining angels. Um, me and this guy were on the same tune level. I'll tell you more at a later date of that. So that was one of the angels stories. Okay, give me, let me get a drink here real quick, guys. Hot, hot tea. Now the archangel, so I went, now this is the archangel story. So I went down the rabbit hole of spirituality. Um, okay, read on high ranking demons, lower demons. You can summon Archangel Michael. I always, for some reason, had things of him. Like anything of him. Since I was younger, I had a protective card of his when I was in my 20s. So I started to meditate on him, say his name through the day. Then one night I was in a dorm. I shared that room with two other guys. They were both snoring very loud, I remember. I closed my eyes to go to bed. Out of nowhere, I woke up to our alarm going off with white noise on the TV. Um... Hang on, I'm trying to decipher this. The TV was on too. Okay, I'm trying to, I don't know what he's, he means by this. Hang on a minute. So anyway, there was white noise on the alarm, or on the TV, I'm sorry. The alarm was going off. There was white noise on the TV. So I got up groggy as heck. Go to turn off the alarm noise that was making, go to turn off the alarm and the white noise that was being made off the TV. But, but I jacked it up louder, and I say, crap, turn around, thinking my roommates are going to wake up, but they don't. So he he turned the TV up louder and meant to turn it down, but he was upset because he was worried he was going to wake up his roommates. So they don't move a bit or nothing. I think to myself, damn, okay, how they how do they look? How they looked was just so odd. It, they were so oddly still. How could they be snoring with all this noise going on? So I turn around to go back to my bed, turned off the noises, and I see a big wing on the wall. I say, oh, wow, I stand and look at it. Then I get back in bed, close my eyes, then I hear everything at once like a wave of noise. I sit back up and look at the wall. The wing is gone. Both guys are snoring again. I say, okay, and go back to bed. I have had so many dreams of Archangel Michael. One, he came to me just how I pictured him. Mm. Hang on a second. My phone. Um, I'll send you that picture I used to have of him posted up in my room. He said to me, whenever I need him to call on him, I need to be ready for when the time comes, is what he told me. I still don't know what that means. He said there is... Thousands of angels always ready. He said to just, now I'm not sure what word he means here, but anoint myself with the armor. Sadly, I haven't seen, I haven't been like how I was. I haven't had dreams of him anymore like I used to. I don't talk to him how I used to, but when I need him, he always comes. There's been times when I felt so heavy, the energy, or when I feel uneasy, I call on his name, and moments later, it's gone. I'm glad to be able to call on Michael. 
Not everyone can. It's said that you have to have a high spiritual level to summon him like that. A few years ago, I was getting worked on by this lady. It's called bars, where she opens up your pathways when your energy is blocked. She said to me that I have tones of energy more than most people, but it feels like you're blocked, that you've blocked it out. I said, oh yeah, so she starts to work on me. I tell her, you know, I feel like I have something stuck on me. She's like, you do. It's dark and good. She said, hold on, there's something here. A few things are coming in. One of those was Michael and my spiritual warrior mm -hmm. that I had. I'm like, I'm not surprised Michael came. We both tell him, it's okay, I'm not under attack. So he takes off. Then I get to meet this warrior. I never knew he was there. I'll tell you about him next time. That's the other one of my many stories. You know, I can see demons too, right? I once, I saw one clear as day. I didn't know what it was. It was covered all in black, looking right at me. It seemed to be hovering. Eyes were dark. Everyone was walking right by it. Right by it. I just ignored it, thinking nothing of it. Later, did I know what it was? I got really sick, flu-like sick for a day. Then I found out what it was. He's still around. I've been cooped up in my room for weeks now, healing from my ankle surgery, right? Depression kicking in. I told my girlfriend finally the other day, so I started going back to the gym. I have ha I've been having this tug at me a lot lately since I started talking about all this again. I haven't in a long time. Thank you. Sorry for the long message. Feels good to tell people my stories. No one understands nowadays. So yeah, sorry. I mean, I had to, it was kind of choppy with me reading it. It's, I should have edited it at first, but I didn't get a chance to. But that was really cool. Demons is something I'm very acquainted with. Um, seeing things. Hearing things, feeling things, our whole family. We know exactly what you're dealing with there, Rico. Trust me. Many of us do. So that's the podcast tonight, guys. Just a little, you know, dropping in, talking about some things, guys. Uh, wanted to touch base with you. Um, like I said, Robin's going to be back Friday. So I will have a podcast for you on Friday. And I look re really, really looking forward to this. I just love talking to Robin. I love her. And like I said, I'm hoping to get Brett on Tuesday. You guys take care. Have a good night. Good day. Whatever time zone you're in, say your prayers. Stay safe, everybody. God bless you all. Take care.